Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, y'all? Welcome to Star Guys, a podcast about Stargirl on DC Universe and the CW. I am Alex. I am Justin, a and Star Guy. Pete was too scared to come on this bonus podcast for Brainwave Junior. He yep. was too upset, too annoyed. Didn't want to discuss banana splits again. I think that's the big reason behind it, right? Well, actually, I don't know if he told you, but he's at Mikey Con. <laughs> the convention dedicated to Mikey and yeah, the yeah. Mikey fandom. Mm, that's held in the Pop-Tarts factory, I believe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the um, uh, Brooklyn Pop-Tarts factory um, where Mikey was conceived and born. The actor who plays Mikey. <laughs> yes. Uh, there was a hilarious mix-up at the Pop-Tarts factory, and in this case, it led to a baby. Now, this is the bonus <laughs> podcast for, as mentioned, for Brainwave Jr. Uh, since the episodes are, I think, about two seconds different between uh, DC Universe and the CW, we are not going to talk about any deleted scenes as we did on the first couple of casts. Instead, I thought I could share a little info that I got from talking to some of the folks involved in Stargirl for my day job. Pete um, would call that a flex. But uh, let yeah. me just say real quick to um, <laughs> serve the premise of this bonus podcast. I just want to cover the two seconds that they deleted. It was a beautiful two seconds of uh, establishing shot of uh, Star of Courtney's home. So I just <laughs> want to really make sure we covered that and said it really added a lot to the story. That's crazy, actually, because I did not realize she lived in a home when I yes. watched the episodes, so, and I only watched the CW version, so... Yeah, and you miss out, because you're like, this this girl lives in a car, probably, or in mm-hmm. a star, because that's where she... It's in her name. Right, she's a star girl. Yep. <laughs> that's why people call me car uh, home guy, because oh, I live right. in a home. Yeah, they call me apartment man, but, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. Uh, so, uh, let's talk about some uh, stuff here. Obviously, this is a big episode for Jake Austin Walker, who plays Brainwave Jr., Henry Jr., uh, on the show. Uh, I did talk to him for the day job, so I could probably give you some highlights from that. First of all, big impression, what a friendly guy. Uh, ah. You know, really, like... He definitely played conflicted. He played asshole on the show. And, you know, you could only tell so much from a 10 or 15 minute interview. But uh, just so excited to talk about the show. So happy. So even with the events and the twists and turns of what happened at the end there, uh, he was so positive about everything, which was really impressive. And I've definitely we've talked about this a bit on the podcast. But that's been my impression of most of the young cast is they were so happy to be with each other. And that's something that I think you really just can't fake on a TV show. Yeah, and uh, I think we've talked about this a little bit before. They all, like, lived together when they were on on set and uh, on location. So that, I think, really cements people together. And especially someone playing sort of a almost a villain, you assumed villain for most of it. You'd think there'd be a little bit of distance there, but... 
Um, but no, he's right in there with them and is a fun guy. It's great. Yeah, it's funny, actually, because particularly given that he spoilers, if you haven't watched the episode and hopefully you watched it before you listen to this bonus podcast, he didn't make it out of this episode. If you look back at the cast, Instagrams and their pictures and everything, he is right there with them. He's as big of a supporter of the show and as much a part of the gang as anybody else. So that's pretty great to see. Um, yeah. The big thing, which isn't too much of a shocker, I feel like Pete would have pushed back on this quite a bit, but I asked him up front, is Henry dead? You know, just because there's comic book dead Ooh. and then there's dead dead. Yeah. And he said, yes, he is under those rocks. He is dead. As far as he, the actor, Jake Austin Walker knows, Henry Jr. is dead on the show. Not, he added, he's a big fan of the comics. He's hoping that there's some sort of clone or some sort of science or some sort of way that they could bring him back as the actor. Um, but Henry's gone. H- how do you feel about that, Justin? I mean, it's. I like that they are making that choice because I think it was such an impactful moment to speak in Pete terminology. Like, it was really well done. And we talk a lot about the villains on this show and how they've really made them horrifying uh true mm-hmm. villains and the fact that brainwave killed his son mercilessly like not not any regret not a moment of regret he made the choice to kill him and then he meticulously killed him in front of his friends no hesitation so like i think it's a, a good choice that they're keeping him dead i think if he ends up being a, a drone or uh in in Dragon King's um, army, I think that could be cool. Possible, uh, possible way to bring him back. I could see him being in a flashback for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think we'll probably see his body next episode. Um, but uh, you know, it's always also a possibility with the shows. You and I, we've done a ton of interviews with these actors where. At this point, they need to say they're dead and maybe something different happens down the road. Uh, but it did seem pretty definitive in this case. Uh, the other thing yeah. that I thought, I mean, there were a couple of interesting things he said. The other thing that I thought was interesting, which I was curious to get him to weigh in on, was the whole Yolanda nudes thing, which Yvette Montreal, yeah. who plays Yolanda, was basically like, no, there is no forgiving Henry for this. They're not getting back together. There's no moving forward. And talking to Jake Austin Walker about it, he sort of agreed. He sort of, I asked him to speculate a little bit on if, if he had survived at this point, would they have gotten back together? Would there have been reconciliation? Would they be able to move forward? And I thought he had a very good answer there in terms of, no, what he did was unforgivable. They could never be back together, but could they potentially repair the relationship enough to work together, maybe, just because he clearly changed as a person. Yeah, and I think his last, almost his last words were apologizing for that. So he's clearly Mm -hmm. remorseful. uh, So I got to think there's hope in that in any way. And also I feel like Yolanda is someone who clearly can put aside her differences the way she was in the episode toward Courtney and saying we're not friends, but I value our heroic are the JSA more than more than uh, this emotional thing we're having right now. So yeah, I could see, and it would have added value to the team to have someone who has his powers. Yeah. It's, I think that's what makes that moment so sad in a way. I mean, there's a lot of things that are playing into that moment, but him dying is just this promise of, Oh, he saved Courtney. He threw her through the bars. They could have, 
made an incredible team here. He could have become this hero that we know from the comics that we know potentially could be, but now that's gone. That's done. And like we talked about on the show, that's like, that's kind of the thing they were going for with Joey Zarek and uh, maybe didn't quite get to necessarily. Yes. Brainwave Jr. died a hero. Uh, Joey Zarek died a medium magician, a (laughs) uh, one trick magician. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I took away from the interview. I mean, he had a lot of great things to say about like his last day was, uh, according to him, just super sweet and fun. And there was nothing really negative about it. Obviously sad because he was leaving the show, but you know, regular, everybody went out for drinks and I didn't mention this in the interview, but it's, it, I always find it interesting to hear how last days are treated on set where like walking dead, they do a whole goodbye dinner for everybody where they eulogize them. And it always feels like, oh, Jeez. that person died, you know? Yeah. But here it was a legit a rap party. Uh, the other thing that actually he mentioned uh, was that it wasn't a surprise that when he got yeah. hired for the job, he went in, sat down with Jeff Johns. He was geeking out because he's, again, a big comic book fan. And Jeff Johns was like, you're dead. Yeah. First you're- thing. <laughs> <laughs> you personally, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to track yeah. you down and kill you. No, he, he told he him is. right up. He was like, this is the arc, episode 10. You're going to die. This is going to do this thing to the other characters. So he knew going in, it wasn't a, a surprise getting the script. Which I and think that's is good nice. because, uh, yeah, exactly. Like he played the, got to play the shit out of that role and got to really track that arc from like villain, sort of shy, uh, recluse, um, and then kids struggling with these emerging powers, finding out about his family history, struggling with becoming a hero, having these powers, and then becoming a hero and dying. Um, it's a great little, great arc for the, for the character. Yeah, and I do, particularly with it moving over to the CW and it technically being Earth 2 to the rest of the hour versus Earth 1, I hope they figure out a way to bring him back, you know, just yeah. as an actor, because clearly everybody likes him so much. They have such a fun time with him. Um I think it would be great. I think uh, I'd like to see him again. Me too. And maybe, you know, you never know. And once you're in this verse, you can sort of pop up anywhere. Different roles. Exactly. Uh, The other thing that I wanted to mention, this is another uh, little chat that I had, and this is probably not as exciting as the Jake Austin Walker, but I also talked to Walter Garcia, the stunt coordinator for Stargirl, Ah. uh, and he mentioned... That that fight scene in Dragon King's Lair in episode 10 is his, one of his favorite fight scenes he has ever done in his entire yeah. career. Uh, and, and I say it showed. I say it showed. I agree. Just the way that everything was coordinated. You talked about this a bit on the main podcast a little bit. Uh, the way that it was balanced with all the action, Yolanda jumping around, Stargirl fighting, uh, Brainwave Jr. using his brain powers. Very impressive stuff. Yeah. Really smart and hard because that's a lot mm-hmm. of mixing physical action with CGI, which is not easy. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to our bonus podcast for Brainway Jr. Uh, as always, we appreciate you listening. Check back next week for a full recap. Hopefully, Pete will be back from Mikey Con so we can get his input about everything. In the meantime, if you want to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also do a live show every Tuesday at 7 p.m. 
to Crowdcast and YouTube. Come hang out and chat about Stargirl. Socially, Star Guys Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast. More for the Star Guys. We're signing off. <laughs> <laughs>